her name is Alice. What's up? <laughs> I mean, I've had people beat their meat off to me before, but not beat the bongos. Hey. Oh, there it is. Just right out the gate. <laughs> it's been a long day, Corey. It's been a long day. <laughs> My little sister showed me this video the other day. It's like um her her boyfriend's nephew is like a really big wrestling fan and he might be like 6 or something. And he like took he like took all his toys and like he had this this ring and he like did like this like um kind of a stop motion animation with all his toys like fighting it out in a Royal Rumble style match. And every time a new person came out he's like there's Braun Strowman right out the gate like it was the cutest little thing. I just love the, the enthusiasm, the the markness. I just love the like the being a fan. I just love anyone has like passionate fandom of things. That's what I was going to talk to you about. The passionate fandom that you've got <laughs> of of what exactly <laughs> of, of the the plot hole the plot holes and uh, oh, the the holes and the plot holes the of whole, porn. The, <laughs> the holes and the plot holes of porn so it was funny man i was just talking to my friend today and i was like oh yeah it's a, the, her podcast is called two girls one mic and he was like ew like that video did you watch that video and, like, and i was like yeah i've seen it and he was like you're gross why did you watch <laughs> and it became a whole like how gross i am for having but when that was when that was a thing when that was a thing, it was like a, it, it was like a phenom, you know, it was a phenomenal, people were talking about it. Like people we're going don't talk back about to it. the days of like Goatsy and Tub Girl, like no one talks about that. Yeah, I, was, I mean, this was 2006 probably when that, that whole thing happened. So was it? <laughs> yeah, that, that's in my memory. Cause I know I worked at the time as a stock boy overnight at Target. And the people that I worked with, the guys were talking about it. And they were like, oh, you didn't see Two Girls, One Cup? You didn't see Two Girls? Dude, look up Two Girls, One Cup. So I had to wait until I got home because I didn't have a smartphone yet. So I had to, like, had to be in my brain for me to get home and type it in and be like, ah, what? Ah, ah, what? It was <laughs> uh, 2007, you're right. Jeez. Um, but it's funny. People do ask me sometimes. They're like, are you related to two girls, one uh, one cup? And oh, it, are the dumb. Obviously, <laughs> no. But to those people that choose to ask, I just, I just say yes, because then they ask more questions. Like, let's be honest. I mean, this could have been easily answered if you just Googled me, but sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean... It's it's way easier to just play along with people not knowing, like not not really having a grasp on like any kind of expertise, even any accidental expertise. It's like, okay, cool. I'll just give you the answer I think you probably want here, because you know I I want, I get a lot of questions myself. Not not about not about like porno or anything. People, <laughs> people I'm not I'm not, not the source. Yet. I'm not the source for people people's information what is it like carrying that responsibility to be people's to be people's resource for the expertise on pornography what is that what is that uh, that burden what is that weight that you carry oh man what is that burden um 
kind of non-existent um so if anything it's definitely a great party conversation um so my normal friends now it's funny because my friends who know me pre-porn uh they and funny enough so just to be clear to the audience I've never been in the adult industry uh, before. This was actually something that me and my former co-host, Yvette Dontremont, we were shooting the shit one day. We And then somehow we got into the concept of uh, reviewing the porn and plot because we realized we both did the same exact thing, which is when we were watching pornography, we were no longer watching it for the sex. We were like, holy shit, the grout in that bathroom looks awesome. Who did it? <laughs> It's just... like expensive tile work, man. Uh... <laughs> now, I can speak for myself on this. I don't know if I can for sure speak on your behalf. But when I do go about noticing things like that, I totally get way too distracted to enjoy any of the sex part or any of that. Like, the arousal goes way down for me, and it's not really the the practical function of porn for me when it comes to that. Like... Oh, look, that, that girl's cat is walking through the picture. What's going on? Well, what's fascinating for me, though, is now, like, I get to come to parties and show my friends. It's like, hey, you need to watch this crazy scene from a porno. And I'm not even kidding. I'll, like, we'll pull up a projector screen or a TV and start, like, casting to that screen of, like, a scene from a porn. But it's, like, the acting we'll watch. Uh, so, for example, like, last night, I uh, I was talking to uh, my Quasar um, for an upcoming episode. So he's a director of um, thousands of porn films. You have absolutely seen his work. Uh, and we were discussing... Uh, script writing and i was telling i was describing this one scene where tommy pistol an actor he walks in and he's like it's like the babysitter trope but they took an interesting spin on it where um tommy opens the door and he's like where's my son oh your friends came and picked him up who well they were all wearing uniforms that said cps cps child protective services took <laughs> my son way too best of a, like, a, like a, so much like oh yeah <laughs> they must have got they must have got a tip from the neighbors that you're bad parent so the fact is that like I started watching porn for the plot and I, you know, there was just so much humor. There was so much untapped uh, comedy that no one was discussing. Um, and then it was really this, I mean, my co-host and I, um, we both came from the world of uh, skepticism and science and we're both really big nerds. Mm -hmm. And we realized that there's a lot of misinformation. There's a lot of pseudoscience. There's a lot of um, things that people just aren't talking about when it comes to this industry that frankly reflect so many other things uh, in the world, when, whether, whether we're looking at social media, censorship, legislation, uh, health, uh, immigration, you name it. It just, um, a lot of these things touch porn first or the adult industry first in general. Uh, and then we kind of see the reverberations of that or same, you know, same if not similar things happening in the mainstream but it, but it hit there first anywhere from like six months to three years ago. Yeah. Uh, so it, it's been a wild ride being the source of, you know, continuing information for people to, hey, here's this 
crazy scene that you like for example the episode that actually i need to release um for this coming week is um we watched a karate karate kid porn which is just as poorly executed as you would imagine i mean i i i am imagining yes i'm imagining something when you mentioned karate kid porn um and it also imagine um uh, a, a white uh evan stone a comically white actor who is uh dressing as mr miyagi like let me put it this way there it, it's not that in porn that there's they 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 do lack diversity but no asians wanted to do that no none well, you can, I mean, you can get, you couldn't get them to volunteer to do those scenes. Yeah, I think that that could maybe make you lose some respect with your friends. <laughs> like, you think your your family and your friends might not have the highest respect for you being in a Karate Kid porn spoof, but then also doing damage to your culture. You know what? Our white people culture has been damaged enough. I mean, look at gender reveal parties. So if we're just, you know, this is not. We're going up from here. There's no culture in white people. <laughs> uh, what do you call brunch? <laughs> this is basic shit. This is... Uh, what are do- what are dog birthday parties if not white people culture? I've never heard of a dog birthday. <laughs> like a party? I, I know that there's like treats that you get for your dog. On the, I've never I've never seen someone have an actual party for a dog. <laughs> Sorry, maybe, maybe I'm missing have- out. See, you are they, missing out. You get you get around. You're a bunch of places, and like you were just telling me before we got on that you're you're trying to live like two years in a new place every two years, trying to jump to a different location. Oh, not every two years, every month. Every month. Oh. Okay. Well. Well, I'm way wrong. So. Uh-huh. <laughs> every month. Every month, you want to move to a different place. Yep, and I've been doing that since January 1st. <laughs> oh, man. So where have you been? Uh, Savannah, Florida. And I say Florida because... Um, so in Florida, we wanted to check out Orlando, Miami, and uh, St. Petersburg area. But we didn't want to do three months in Florida. So we did like two weeks, two weeks, two weeks. But like we did a month in Savannah. Um you know, just two weeks each in uh, Florida. And then now we're in Atlanta, Georgia for a month. Next is Nashville, then Kansas City, and then Denver, Colorado. Are you are you getting Airbnbs? Yeah. Are you are you getting comedy dates? Is there like some some clubs or anything that you're doing when you're there? Funny enough, I am not a comedian. No. I, okay. All right. I just <laughs> You know, people you people always assume I am, uh, especially since they're like, Alice, you have a porn comedy podcast and your tweets are funny uh, and you have a product called Offensive Crayons and you put out all like this funny shit. How are you not a comedian? I'm like, because I don't do stand up. Well, have has it been something you've thought about doing ever? No. <laughs> no? <laughs> you a fan of stand up? I love stand-up. I have plenty of friends who do stand-up. Do I want to do stand-up? No, because I care about my mental health. Oh, yeah. Well, there's a, there's a, there's a level of balls on the table that, that comedians have to deal with. Like, oh, yeah. It's easier to do porn than stand-up. I promise you. 
Yeah, well, there's no one booing you at porn. No one's heckling you. I mean, I, I would uh, love that job to be a porn porn set heckler. Boo! <laughs> You're a hack. One day, it's uh, where we're gonna stream it like it's the rose uh, rose parade. It's like uh, as if I'm I'm gonna start narrating pornography as if they're bringing women out on a float. Oh look, there's Stewie Griffin. Oh, oh look, and that's what we call a spread eagle. So, so in the each each episode that you do, is it like? You're gonna sit down. You're gonna do tons of like homework on who you're going to be having on, and like you're like jumping into like all these intricate details of like who this person is and decisions they've made that have led them into this life. And what has been the theme that you've noticed in doing that, as far as like the the type of lifestyles these people have lived that led them down that road? Not totally. I mean. Uh... Really, we have two formats when it comes to an episode. So we'll either do a porn review where uh, we watch the original version of the film and we watch the porn version. And I mean, really, we talk about the acting. Uh, and for us, it's it's we talk about the acting. We talk about the film and we'll talk about the film facts, like listen to it almost like a movie review podcast, but we go on so many tangents. It's really an excuse to go on tangents. Oh. Um, and then the second format is we do interviews. So we've had everyone on from like, we had on recently, like Eva Lovia. We've had Nina Hartley. We've had uh, Lisa Ann. We've had uh, Evan Stone, Missy Martinez, uh, Kenna, Kenna James, so many different people in the adult industry, um, a ton of people in the adult industry. Mm -hmm. And when we have conversations with them, we kind of just wing it. Um, you know, look, I'll check what they're passionate about. And, you know, if there's a specific niche uh, that we want to have a discussion on, like, for example, we had uh, badass Becky who, you know, her whole shtick is feet. So, and she's never done pornography. So discussing, you know, what makes up a foot fetish, what, uh, what that looks like exactly, what her clientele looks like, what are some of the requests she's getting, how there's a whole spectrum of foot fetishes. Uh, we had a masturbation coach on one episode, which is not exactly what you think it is. It's definitely not someone at the edge of your bed with Gatorade telling you to continue masturbating. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's not what it is. <laughs> um, it's it's more of a sex educator. We've had sex educators on the show. Um, and we cover a number of different topics. So there's so something for everyone. What exactly is a masturbation coach? Oh, so um, believe it or not, there's a number of people, uh, specifically women, mm -hmm. who have a hard time uh, orgasming. Um, and it's actually not that uncommon that, you know, women don't enter into their 20s where they haven't you know, had an uh, orgasm, which, you know, for guys, it's pretty obvious when you do. Yeah. <laughs> but for women, it's not the same. And there's so many different ways to have an orgasm or the way it's described that for some people, it's just not obvious. Um, so we, there are sex, uh, you know, sex educators who take the route of helping people uh, figure out the best form of pleasure for them uh, and working towards that. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so <clears throat> what do you think, 
What do you think it is that kind of gets in people's way? Or women specifically in the not having orgasms thing? Is it, you think it's like, uh, oh, it's too much? Is it something? I, I don't want to generalize. Please don't, don't take it like I'm gen generalizing in any way. But no, no, for, no, people, no. for people in general, like what, what do you think normal, the normal uh, obstacle is? Well, there's a couple things if you think about it. Um, I mean, number one, when was the last time we ever talked about masturbation and sex ed? <laughs> no, there's there's shame associated with it, yeah. Absolutely. So <laughs> a lot of times, you know, really, um, you know, unless you've learned how to pleasure yourself, um, you know, sometimes you go into romantic situations, you know, with a partner and you make the assumption of, well, you know, the whole penis vagina thing, you know, that's gonna, that's gonna do the trick. And, you know, for a lot of women, they don't reach, um, a lot of women, uh, they don't reach orgasm that way. Um, it's very, very few women. I want to say the numbers under 15% that actually reach orgasm, you know, via that type of stimulation. Mm -hmm. It's frankly, a majority of the time clitoral stimulation. Um, and that is best achieved through masturbation. Um, and I mean, come on, we've all gotten off and or, you know, not been able really to get off uh, because, you know, your head is in a different space, you know. Um, and for women, again, it's, sometimes you just sometimes you go come into it not knowing um what's best for you because also i mean look people look at porn they're like oh my god does that mean in order for me to reach the big o i need to be a squirter um and that's not necessarily true for many people you know mm -hmm. some people do some people don't some people do with some partners uh some people do don't with other partners but still reach it it, it does vary depending on the individual mm -hmm. by the way all squirting or singing porn is absolutely fake. They're just peeing on each other and it, you are into that. It's okay. <laughs> Seriously, they have all drank so much Pedialyte and it smells like Pedialyte on set. It's all fake. Well, listen, I come from the world of professional wrestling. I come from the world of I know things are a work. I get it. I get it. I've participated in the work for... I was talking about it today uh, since I was 14, and now I'm 37. So for the last 22 years, I've participated in the thing that we all say. Is, people go, you know, that's fake, right? And I'm like, yeah, that's no reason to discount. If you like it, for sure, don't shame somebody else. Don't shame somebody else for liking it. It's it's something they like. The same thing with with this piss porn, if that's something you like, don't shame somebody else for liking it. It's or funny. I've just, I've for so many of your viewers who are like, I'm not into piss porn, but Squirtig's hot. It's like, no, you're into piss porn. Shut up. It's okay. You know what? You're what allowed. Me out and I've never, I've never clicked on one. I've never watched one. But like the the fart videos. Oh, farting on cakes. I I never saw farting on cakes, but I saw like that's in the also thing. A thing. Farting on cakes? What, what what does it do though? What is it? What's what's the stimulation on that? I don't know, but it's funny. <laughs> I'm gonna still laugh at it. I don't care. I'm gonna laugh at a lot of things. I will laugh at missionary. <laughs> so, 
I do not discriminate in my laughter. Is there anything else done to these cakes or just farts? Uh, it's mostly the powderier the cake, the better to fart on. <laughs> the the powder. I'm not kidding. Is it a powder a powdery cake? Sometimes. Oh, what if they put birthday candles on? Makes it even better. <laughs> I've I've never clicked on one of these videos, and uh, I mean, how about quicksand porn? What's that? How about quicksand porn? Never heard of it. What With is women it? sink, it, it's basically exactly what you think it is. Where there's women sinking, and another may or may not be trying to save the other, and there's a Jew jerking off in the corner in a bush. Wait. <laughs> okay. Does it have to be a Jew? What? Did you say? I said a there's Jew? a dude. I thought you said a Jew. I was like, that's oddly specific. <laughs> if somebody trying to save somebody from quicksand and there's a Jew in the corner, I don't understand. That's so oddly specific. <laughs> so, so a that dude. Said, I would probably watch that one too. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's done in in California. It, their guy's probably Jewish. Um, but. But no, it's actually um, it's women pretending to sink because they're just like in mud, and then they're like, uh, you know, it's like they're pretending. It's really funny. Um, so you should watch quicksand porn <laughs> just to keep the industry going. Porn, porn, and pro wrestling are so alike. We're like, you know, it's fake, right? You know, you know, it's not real, right? It's they're also amazing really- to me, like other things. It's like, have you seen women turn into tables? you have you have got me so sure that I don't know anything. <laughs> I'm so basic and I don't know anything. So what is what happens with women turning into tables? Oh, nothing too much. It's just they basically um, you know, go into kind of a contorted position where um they can be positioned kind of as the legs and base of a table. And then a guy w- or a gr- gal will take, um, uh, will will take like a glass, uh, t- a tabletop and put it on them and then just like sit in a chair and put his feet up on her. And that's it. Okay. Well, do they use coasters? Sometimes. Put a coaster, put a coaster down for their beverage. I mean, how, how does one get off to this? No, people get off to a lot of things. People get off to your podcast, man. Mm, I hope so. Yeah, so how do people get off to that? Mm. These are are the questions that we need to know. Want to know another thing that's fake and porn? Yeah. Tell Tell me some, tell me the juice. Tell me the deets. Speaking of juice, all of your semen shots, all of them fake it's it's cetaphil um specifically all the pretty girl images that you see so whenever you're seeing a promotional where she's covered in you know what looks like male semen it's not semen it's not at all it's cetaphil it's the moisturizer she has soap in her mouth she has soap in her eyes she's doing that for you she's not dirty at all she's the cleanest she'll ever be Hmm. okay so not so like 
I don't know. I'm I'm trying to word this right. Um, want to articulate the th thoughts I'm thinking. So when it comes to when it comes to like a facial, mm -hmm. that's real. Oh well, yes. Ah, uh, yes. If it needs to be bigger though, and the cock's not on screen, um, and you see more of a load going on, but you don't see the cock. It could be fake. Sometimes they'll use like a Nerf gun. A Nerf gun filled with with Cetaphil. Facial cream. Is that facial cream? I mean, is uh -huh. that Yeah, it's it's like they it's a it's a like a you it's a face wash. Okay. Uh-huh. So sometimes if they need to make the load bigger, even for like cream pie shots, where it's like, all right, he, he came in or but the load's not big enough for like the camera shot, um, they'll put more soap in her. So like, like in in Boogie Nights, when he's like, "Oh, you finished inside of her. We didn't, we didn't, we didn't get to see you ruined it. The money shot's gone. You ruined it." And they, they've made up for that in in getting like, like cream. Yeah, I mean, also, I mean, if you want to be a male per porn performer, that's one of the things that you have to do well is come on command. Which is not an easy thing to do necessarily. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like um, it's like uh, like <laughs> what do you compare that to? <laughs> oh, I can't. I'm sorry. Go, what, what did you just say before I said that? <laughs> you could totally be a male porn performer because <laughs> you can burp the alphabet. It's on the job the job application. I actually have a friend who um was she actually has uh her own like porno boot camp that she runs people through who you know who want to become porn performers or just want to learn more about, you know, um pornography or um different sexual techniques or how to pleasure a partner in a different way um so yeah that is definitely something you learn how to come on command <laughs> how does one become a drill instructor at the porn boot camp i mean it's... it was just it was just wordplay it's not it was i wasn't seriously asking that question <laughs> i mean a, a drill instructor it's in the name <laughs> Drop and give me twenty. It's Real you're, sergeant. You're, you stay still say the same thing. <laughs> so, where are we at here? Did you oh, did you have like a train of thought you wanted to go through of like oh <laughs> all the topics we're gonna cover? No, we're driving this train off the tracks. No, well, you know, I didn't. What I kind of like to do sometimes is like I'm very fascinated with your fascination on it and like kind of the, the path that led you towards it. I'm always fascinated with the resources that connect people to becoming who they're ultimately trying to become. So you are, you are in right now, like I still say, this is still the beginning. This is still the beginning for you. It is still the beginning for me when it comes to like, well, I might, I might be at 236 episodes at this point, but like I'm still I'm still finding my groove and I call it evolving because I wanted to continue to get better and better by learning different perspectives. And I want to kind of get your perspective on this so that I can 
I can understand a little bit better to kind of make myself a little bit better because this is also something like I haven't I haven't ventured to the same thing like doing comedy and doing wrestling and doing doing porn which I haven't done but I'm saying if all those things are very vulnerable balls on the table type of things here I'm I just kind of want to understand what part of that made you go okay I'm going to put my balls on the table here and 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 really talk about this is this is something that people aren't really talking about and you yeah. you are you are venturing to to become an expert in it so that you can build your voice up to give people perspective yeah so i mean coming from um coming from evidence based science uh sorry evidence based medicine um and from a scientific background um and caring about evidence uh you know it's really frustrating seeing policy decisions um, being made without actually talking or having insight. And one of the things I kept seeing is the more I started having these conversations with people, that's exactly what was happening, which is a lot of people are legislating without having discussions about these sorts of things or even talking to these individuals. And uh, frankly, um, I, you know, I always tell people one of the most discriminated groups today is still anyone involved in the adult industry, which, you know, frankly, people say, well, you know, OnlyFans is so big nowadays and, you know, porn is so big and it's everywhere if you look for it. And I'm like, yeah, but, um, People are still, you know, they're going into the industry, they're making a couple bucks, uh, you know, and then they're leaving to pursue other things that they want to. And yet there's a social stigma attached to it. There's stigmas that follow them into, you know, I have friends who can't have a Tinder account or an Airbnb account because not that they were advertising any of their services or using those platforms in an illegal manner um it's just because they were involved in the adult industry and they're discriminated against and therefore they can't be on that platform simple as that tinder does not allow adult performers on their platform um you know if you've been in porn because essentially they tied the metadata for you and they're like well this is risky and therefore we're going to shut it down doesn't matter if what you did was 100 percent legal does not matter to them. Um, for Airbnb, they uh, have purchased a company that as looks and associates all the different metadata with that specific individual. Metadata is basically like, think of that as like a background search and all the tags and information that might be associated with that person. Um, so if they see that, hey, you've been involved in porn, they consider that risky behavior. And it doesn't matter, again, if that behavior was legal or not, they're going to trend on the side of possibly illegal what even about though like jumping through like what about like stage names and aliases that like even even that I mean, can be we, tracked we live in an age where people sometimes want to abuse people's anonymity i mean mm -hmm. how many times do you see people who you know they're like well their stage name is x but their real name is blank like when stormy daniels was a big thing no one called her stormy daniels they went by her real name in the public sphere hmm. just 
I mean, at the end of the day, you know, they said Stephanie Clifford. Um, my my real name is actually not Corey Castle. It's uh, Stormy Daniels. <laughs> so that's pretty funny. <laughs> no, but my, my real name is James, not not Corey Castle. It's a stage name. So same same, same deal. Yeah, but porn performers, I mean, it doesn't matter if you had a stage name. Some people, you know, the point is when it comes to online um, or when you're a performer, you know, you want to have a little bit of an anonymity. A number of celebrities in Hollywood, you know, you have some anonymity because you have a stage name. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, they essentially their line of work. It's like, hey, doesn't matter if you have a stage name. This is now going to transfer over into your real life. And we're now going to shut down your bank account, even though the activities you worked in were 100% legal. Doesn't matter. Um, so, you know, and, I and like their being... mind somehow is like a moral compromise. Like, so you're somewhat morally bankrupt. So like in because your morals don't line up exactly with what their morals are, the, then then you don't have any. That's kind of that's kind of some 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 grimy ass BS. It's that. And also, I mean, there's a number of stereotypes. There's look, don't get me wrong. There's. Um, risky transactions, but I mean, when it comes to illegal behavior, we look for it in the easiest scapegoat possible, which is like, oh, let's just look at the adult industry because yeah, sure, maybe there's something illegal going on there. We don't look at industries like, for example, the seafood industry where, you know, you have mass corporations and billion dollar industries like Unilever, where they're, you know, human, where, um, there where on the lowest scale possible there's human trafficking there's slavery going on uh there's a number of horrible black market shit that you would imagine of the worst of the worst and yet you know we do nothing when it comes to these industries we we find the easy scapegoats which because of a pure you know we kind of come from a bit of a puritanical society it's like mm, porn adult yeah sure um yeah so like that's why I, you know, fight so hard for porn, um, being kind of between the crayons and, you know, seeing all the First Amendment stuff and how I've been, you know, censored and shut down for satire and seeing how these people are being censored and shut down and seeing all the disinformation that surrounds this industry. Yeah, I want to debunk as much as possible, you know? Yeah, I want to have fun with it and do it in an easy to listen to way, which is comedy, because the easiest way to have conversations about anything is via comedy. Um, but yeah, I want to have the tough discussions because this affects real people every day. Yeah. Cause if you're smiling and you're laughing, you're probably less likely to be mad and yelling. <laughs> so, so what inspired the, the crayons and give me some examples of the crayon colors. Oh God. So I have a line of crayons called offensive crayons. And they've definitely gotten me in trouble. Um, I have been banned off Facebook, Reddit, Instagram. Uh, let's see where else. I can't do Twitter ads. Uh, Shopify banned me. I've gone back on, um, but they absolutely banned me for over a year. That was not fun. Um so let's see where else I've, I've been banned. Oh, Amazon banned me. They banned me actually uh, for offending children and Caucasians. Uh, that's not a joke. That's literally what their legal team wrote to me. Children of Caucasians? Children and Caucasians. Oh, children and Caucasians. 
which it's not wrong. Those are the two most offended groups. Well, people people seem to be more offended for children than children are actually offended. Generally, I mean, we always want to quote protect the children, right? Right, right. <laughs> um, but some of the crayon names include things like, you know, more on the lighter side, from boner pill blue to miscarriage maroon, white is privilege. I have some darker ones uh, that I'm probably not going to say on the show that you should just probably go and buy a pack. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But I like to have fun with it because at the end of the day, you know, I, how do we take back stereotypes if we can't, you know, make fun of them and we can't make fun of the most ridiculous and horrific circumstances out there, you know? Mm. Um, So I've gotten definitely in trouble um, a number of times uh, with these crayons but you know what at the end of the day i it's funny because people will say you know they, they'll get really infuriated with like one specific crayon and i'll say okay cool so i just want to make sure that the rape joke was cool with you but this particular one is, is there any poop ones is there oh god no i'm not childish no two girls one poop no no, actually, you know what? Um, I do have, I think one of the brown ones in my porn pack is called like, do I have one that's like two in the pink? No, maybe. I don't know. I've done over, I've now written over like 120 plus crayon names. So I don't have them all memorized, even though I made them all up. <laughs> Statutory grape. Oh man, that's perfect wordplay. <laughs> A lot of puns, a lot of alliterations. Oh, that's my that's my that's my lane. I live there. I live on that lane. I live on on pun lane. That's <laughs> been known to be called the punder taker. But uh, I was given that nickname by Zach Amico on the Real Ass Podcast. He called me the the punder taker because I'm a wrestler. Because like the Undertaker. But uh, what the heck was that? I had a I had a joke that I used to do. When I talk about I I said my my dad my dad's kind of like a, a pedophile, and I'm like, whoa, not not me. Relax, relax, not me. And I did the, the he like left my mom for like a 14 year old girl when when I was a when I was a baby. And so I said, your dad is Woody Allen, right? Exactly. Okay. So, so I said my dad's favorite dish to order at the Olive Garden was the chicken statutory. Okay. So, yeah, it's, not, it's kind of up my alley. I understand where you're going. <laughs> and I mean, also, I don't know if your dad is or isn't an actual pedophile, but I mean, it's also a way to process trauma and horrific situations that happened to us. Tragedy plus time equals comedy. Exactly. How much time? For me, it's about a minute. <laughs> so what are your, what are your, like, your, like, top, your, like, top go-to categories for, for? stuff that you like to watch in porn? That I like to watch or just for, yeah. like, shits and giggles or that I like to watch when I'm getting off? Well, both. Why not? If we're, if we're going to go there, why don't we go all the way there? Um, I mean, 
let, let you know let's stick to uh what we should talk what people should watch if they want to watch something funny okay yeah, um let's... if you've never watched porn for the plot before wood rocket has they're a production company woodrocket.com i am i love these guys because their whole shtick is we're gonna make parody stuff uh the director, Leroy Myers, he's been doing this for years and years and years, and he has come out with some fantastic stuff. Um, he loves puns, and he loves great films. So uh, one of my personal favorites of theirs is uh, Fap to the Future. So if you love Back to the Future, Fap to the Future. The yeah. first five minutes is straight puns. <laughs> That's all it is. Um so watch that it's also 15 minutes of great acting and then great boning <laughs> if you want to watch something for the cinematography go and watch the big lebowski triple x rented for like three bucks you won't regret it because it's like this is like the big lebowski if they inserted sex into all the right places it's fantastic and instead of him jizzing on a carpet uh or sorry someone peeing on a carpet it's someone jizzing on some vhs tapes <laughs> uh also i mean i love leroy because of some of the stuff that he's come out with like 10 inch mutant ninja turtles oh that's perfect also, yeah and i've also like been to the studios and i've seen some of these costumes spongebob square nuts they're horrifying costumes and you like watch them and tell me you can't laugh <laughs> that's that's pretty rad i'm gonna i'm gonna uh look some of that stuff up if i if i can remember nardians of the galaxy say that last one again nardians of the galaxy <laughs> oh man all right i'm look where's my phone i don't even know where it is it's gone it's gone i'm not looking it up <laughs> so Pee-wee's Big Adventure Triple X, that is not a Wood Rocket production. I just remembered it because mm -hmm. if you watch it, it's the funniest fucking thing that you'll ever watch for just the plot next to Fap to the Future. So download that. And also Tommy Pistol is exactly like Pee-wee Herman in that. Do you, scary. do you think, like really, honestly, like Pee-wee Herman, his name got ruined because of watching porn. Yeah. Like, like that that kind of like ruined the reputation of Pee Wee. We we all loved Pee Wee Herman when we were kids and totally got ruined. It's like yeah. if that if that that's not very it's not very woke, it's not very twenty twenty of of the year that he got canceled. What was that in the nineties? Uh let's see. When did that thing happen with Paul Rubens? Uh Paul in so long movie theater incident that was back in 1991 i mean back in 1991 it's this pre-internet he had you if you wanted to see porn you'd go to an adult theater and you would jerk it there you know yeah. and that's what he was doing minding his own business and that's when he was arrested and what he was trying to do was say hey you know if to the cop that you know if they could let him uh let him off and uh you know in exchange he would you know do like i think he said like maybe a birthday party or like he was just trying to kind of negotiate his way out of the situation which frankly i don't blame him you know well, did everyone um, jack it at those theaters 
Oh, plenty. Dude, it was 1991. Yeah, like, that was the point of those theaters. Like, yeah. Like, you just keep to yourself. And you, like, why would somebody get arrested for that? That's like why people go there. Because that's not allowed. It's public indecency. I think it's like just the, the amount of the amount of pleasure people take in like ripping people down. I think that that was part of it. There was like, it was, he got to be the sacrificial lamb to uh, like, we built this person up and now we're let's like break this person down. So, I mean, he was arrested for exposing himself in public and, you know, it was a movie theater. And again, it was an adult movie theater. Everybody mm -hmm. else was there who was doing the same thing. You know, frankly, it was back-to-back -back skin flicks. I don't know why else people went. They were definitely not porn reviewers. It was not Siskel and Ebert. <laughs> Two thumbs up. Good job. And a number of other places. And other things up. So, did did you did you used to did you used to rent the videotapes? No, I uh, I happen to be of an age where. Uh, Porn became accessible to me via the internet. And I mean, I definitely had, you know, I, I grew up with playing around with some bunny ears and trying to catch some Skinamax and porn uh, and, you know, Vivin, uh, Viv, uh, gosh, I don't even remember his studio name, but uh, adult TV, you know, through cable. But really, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I forgot what it was. Jeez, it's evading me now. What, what, it was like a the idea. Vivian, my, that's it. Yeah, that's what you said. I was thinking for some reason the security company Vivint. I don't know why. Ooh. All right. <laughs> but like the idea behind it. I, I mean, I thought that it kind of creeped me out, especially like you. You just brought up the the jizzing on VHS tapes. For, I never bought a VHS tape, man. No, I was thinking like those rental store. I mean, I didn't, I didn't have that either, so I, I didn't go through that whole situation. But, but the idea behind like rent is it like is there like an etiquette behind like okay, here's the tape. I'm not gonna jizz on this. I'm not gonna touch this with my jizzy hands and put it back in the sleeve. Dude, you're asking someone like. Who was definitely not of the age of renting pornos when she was a kid, like from Blockbuster or definitely not Blockbuster from like Blockbuster the adult stores. No, they definitely were not. But my point is, I, I was not of the age then. I am fairly young. I know I look young. It's true. So. Got to watch my porn in private. I had a luxury that older generations could not afford. <laughs> so I've got two more things and then I'll then I'll send you off the hot dog and a handshake you go right off into the sunset we'll take it home all right so what's important to me what's important to me and a part of a part of this podcast is this is like timestamps this is stuff that's this is all on the record and this on the record is outliving us so this is going to live on. Like that's part of the reason we were talking about the the episode number and that being associated with your name at this point. Um, on the record, I want to make sure I just let you know mm -hmm. that that I appreciate your time and how much the currency of effort is 
way undervalued. And I want to just tell you how valued yours is and how appreciated you are for carving out some time with me and give you also the opportunity to do what I call uh, audio time travel. Okay. So in this audio time travel, it's going to be, I don't know, going to be maybe, maybe 20 years, maybe 30 years from now, someone's, someone who cares about you is listening to this exact audio to kind of get the idea of the timestamp of who you are in this moment. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I'm, I'm just having a hood as someone finding this in the future. It's like, all right. So the year is 2040. You're, you've clearly found this audio because you're trying to cancel me. Um, and I finally have decided to go into politics. <laughs> and I make no apologies for anything or any of the recommendations I have made on this show. I want to be very clear about that. Um, since you are listening to this uh, future person. So first off, um, kind of terrible that you're trying to cancel me like this. Because no, I, considering I have a whole podcast, I've, I've definitely said worse things on. Um, but good job finding an obscure show that I've definitely forgotten that I've ever done 20 years from now. Um, so congrats, you've definitely done your homework and, uh, you're on the right path to finding my dark secret. Is that good enough? That's excellent. That was very excellent. Great. I want to make sure, you know, that in my, in my appreciation for you, I want to let you know that, uh, I'm, I'm happy to be a resource for you in any way. So. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm glad we know each other now and we're friends and you've been on my podcast. If, if, if you want to, you want to hang with me another time, we'll do a check-in at some point. I like to, I like to do follow-ups, you know, in some time, maybe, maybe 40 years. Once you've just forgotten about the show, I'll drag <laughs> you back up. <laughs> and, you know, any, any, any show up questions? at a town hall meeting, right. bring a list like, of questions but sir yeah. this isn't a courtroom but okay we'll allow it but yeah uh, the way i normally wrap it up is i usually i usually say hypothetically i've gifted you this show right so this episode has been your pilot episode of your new podcast evolving with alice vaughn so in a very jerry springer's final thought type of way you just wrap up what this episode's meant in some little tiny pretty bow and tell everybody what they can do to become a better version of themselves tomorrow than they are today. And then, uh, and then in your best Alf impression, say, Hey Willie, just to, just to keep it silly. Do you not understand how young I am? Oh, I no, don't Alf. know an Alf impression. No, no. Well, <laughs> Uh, what do your best SpongeBob Square Balls impression? Oh God, no! I'm Patrick. I'm not gonna do that. I'll do everything else. Okay. Um. So you have meant nothing to me, and I hope I've meant nothing to you. <laughs> so we've mutually meant nothing to each other. Okay. Uh, which is also, don't worry. I also tell my parents that. Um. So it means a great deal to me. Um. 
but thanks for having me on. Um, you guys can find me at all the places at Rational Blonde on Twitter. You can find the crayons over at uh, offensivecrayons.com. You can find the show over at twogirlsonmike.com. Uh, write out two girls on Mike, uh, not the numbers. Uh, you won't find me that way, but you know, spell out two girls one mic. Uh, listen to us at all the places. Um, I forgot what else you wanted me to do. Um, I'm sorry. I'm just. I am not good at this. I my my memory at this point is shutting down. So, Corey, work with me here. What am I missing? Just share with people, uh, the people who are listening to your podcast. What what they can do to be better version of themselves tomorrow. Oh, got it. Yeah, I forgot about that whole thing about bettering yourself. Um, considering I don't do it. Um, <laughs> do, as, do as I say, not as I do kind of deal. Exactly. I like, I mean, I'm downing a, a bottle of Charles Shaw from Trader Joe's right now, so probably don't do that. That's step one. Step two, definitely don't schedule a business call after you down a bottle of Charles Shaw. Can't go well. And if it does, your boss might have a conversation with you on Monday. Um, I, 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 I don't know. Drink more water, sleep more. I, I think everybody needs that. <laughs> That was the best, the best piece of advice I ever heard. Thank you. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> thanks so much for your time. We're, We're really cool. ending let's, a low note here. <laughs> let's, let's for sure, let's for sure, uh, let's try to, let's try to bring up the, bring up the nose here if we can. Okay. So what's your, what, what's your, what's your, uh, What's your favorite time travel movie? Back to the Future. Yeah. What yeah. would you do? What would you do if if uh, you had to travel to your younger self? Like, what kind of what kind of things would you try to to write for yourself? I would tell her to buy a lot of Bitcoin. That's I would tell her start marking that shit now and remember all your fucking passwords on this uh on this hard drive tell her exactly what to invest in buy a lot of apple and tesla stock would you do you think amazon do you think that if that was something you were able to do like if you were able yes, to yes i would do it that was not that wasn't that oh. wasn't the question the question Sorry. was do you think if if you could do that right and you could tell your younger, if you could travel to tell your younger self what stuff to do, and then they would do it, would you remember you being the person, would you be the person, like, would you remember all of the, the sucky life that you didn't have all the great stuff, then the traveling back to that, then the, then that, all that timeline, do you think that you'd have full knowledge of all that stuff, or you would just have everything erased from the, from the old memories and just be and just be like from the now I, now I'm the kid who invested in stuff like you know well, you wouldn't remember yeah no you wouldn't remember the past because the past you doesn't exist you've overwritten the past if you're in a, in this parallel um dimension this parallel entity 
So yeah, no, you wouldn't have any idea of it. And no, I don't want to go through the shitty stuff again. I want to be wealthier. Corey, come on, work with me. I like money. I like money too. I can't believe that. That's cool. Also, I am not an expert on time travel. Why are you getting your time travel information from someone who reviews pornography? This is a bad idea. There, there must be more time travel porn movies. And I figure I gotta, I gotta, I gotta. Look, I'm not Stephen Hawking. First. I'm the the best. I am Stephen Hawking. Okay. <laughs> Is he? He just. Uh, he just. He just put uh, cocks in the in the bathtub. Just the fills in the lines. What? You know, like cock. Oh. In the bathtub. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Anyway, <laughs> I want to really. I really want to. Uh, sincerely thank you thank you thank you i i hope that i hope that if there's stuff i can teach you i'd like to be able to do that if there's any questions you seriously have for me absolutely at any point don't ever hesitate to ask me if anyone's listening if this is your first time ever checking out the podcast go ahead and go ahead and hit subscribe also go back and check out the other 235 other episodes and you know, uh, let me know you exist. Comment, like, subscribe, do all the things you got to do on Apple, on Spotify, on wherever you follow stuff. And also follow Alice. Check out her podcast. Throw her some uh, subscription. You know, support people who are who are really passionate about the things they're passionate about, and it'll come right back to you. Thanks again for your time, Alice. You're awesome. I hope we can do this again soon. Thank you, Corey. Be fun. Have safe. Keep evolving.